You stole the cleaners from the hotel? I didn't steal them. They just happened to have hotel knowledge. I had an agenda in mind and I knew what I, my vision was. And so if you want to mirror something, you have to actually take the product from what you want and make it your own. That's exactly what I did. Look, God told me to meet him at a runway with no parachute, with no baggage, leave the negativity behind. Ever since, I've been taken off and I never look back. I'm your host, Alex E. Edwards, and this is the Gem Drop Podcast. Welcome to the Gem Drop Podcast, powered by Thumbprint Realty. Look, we're just like TMZ. We don't gossip. We boss up. Today's guest, I am excited for this one. I love her. She's my everything. She's my partner. We had children together. Um, but most importantly, she's a boss. Um, she had she purchased a home before marriage. Uh, one of the first um, people I competed with when it come when it came to saving money. She was a huge saver, and we're gonna talk about that. But she 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 inspired me to keep money in the bank and and to invest it later. Um, but who am I talking about? I'm talking about the one and only Joanna and Edwards. Welcome to the show, sweetheart. I'm so excited to be here at Nowhere, of course. I had to I had to make an appearance. It's just only right. Yeah, you should look, I ain't gonna lie. I told Matt Mulligan. I said, Matt, my wife needs to be the first guest. <laughs> I caved. He said, I'm going to sponsor. I said, you're going to be the first guest, man. Hey, we got to secure that bag. <laughs> it is what it is. We got to secure that bag. Um, so let's get right to it. Who are you? So I am an entrepreneur. I'm a mom. I'm a wife, a business owner, a daughter. Um, I'm everything I need to be when I need to be it, to be honest. So, oh. yeah, in a nutshell. And, of course, I'm a real estate agent. Got you. So that was the next question. What do you do? Well, yeah, I'm, an, I'm a real estate agent. I've been an agent for about almost going on seven years now. Um, and it's changed my life. I can honestly say it's definitely changed my life for sure, for the better. Got you. So how did you get into real estate? Yeah, so I met this guy named Alex. And then, um, you know, he was a real estate agent when I met him. And he was like, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, but, of course, when, um, you know, when we met, I was in the human services field. And, um, you know, when you're in the human services field, even with 10 degrees, you're not making that much money, right? So um, you thought it was a great idea for me to get my license, which I did. And um, I was doing both, of mm -hmm. course, working as a domestic violence advocate, um, program manager. Then, you know, of course, doing real estate at the same time. And I was like, wow. The first three years, I was doing pretty well. And um, it was time to fire my boss. And so I decided to take a leap of faith and go into real estate full time. And I never looked back. And how, how so did you, did you make the right move? Absolutely. I actually, I should have made that, that move sooner. Um, you know, working two jobs, in, and in my experience, real estate is a full time job. So working two full-time jobs, being a mom, being a wife was just extremely overwhelming. And I felt that if I gave 100% into real estate, I could take off. 
And so I made that decision in, in 2021, and I said, December 31st is going to be my last day working. I um, left my 10-year job, and I decided to go full force into real estate, and it was the best decision I ever made because I own my time. I'm able to make as much or as little as I want, and it's just it just really put me in a position to be financially stable, to be financially free, to be um, financially independent on my time. It was just the best decision ever. Got you. So you said you fired your boss. You you, you said you know what I'm done. I'm going. I, I'm just going to jump off the cliff. Um, you also said you had multiple degrees, and you're in real estate. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are where you were at. Um, what do you have to say to them? I say come up with a plan. Um, I didn't just wake up one day and say I'm going to quit my job. You know, I budgeted, and I said, like, look how much money I'm making doing real estate part-time. Yeah. Like, imagine if I could invest and put in a lot of this time doing it full time, I could really take off. So when I did the numbers and I, you know, one year I made twice as much as I made at my full time job just doing mm. real estate, that made the most. That's when it clicked. And, you know, I said it was time yeah. to leave. Twice as much? Twice as much mm. as I was making at my full time job. So okay. that's when it clicked and it occurred to me to jump off the cliff. Hold, hold that thought. We need you to hold that thought. <laughs> right hand on on mortgage before marriage book please repeat after me um do you oh sorry do you joanna solemnly swear to drop gems to motivate and inspire others so help you god i do all right i had to do that you know why because now you have to be honest with us okay you have to be a hundred percent honest. Don't get nervous. <laughs> Don't get, get nervous. I won't get nervous. How much money did you make? Cause you said you doubled up, so you gotta speak some numbers. Um, I made uh, like that year when I was still working my nine to five and doing real estate. I made almost two hundred thousand dollars. Wow! 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 And seeing that kind of money, right? Does it activate something in your head? Do you start saying, you know what, questioning everything you was taught growing up? Or like what happens when you're like, wait a minute, something I didn't go to I didn't go to school for this, but this is making me way more money and I could also own my time. Something is weird about this. Yes, absolutely. Um man, like where do I begin? You know, I went to college, got my four-year degree. Went into the field that I was in. I was I majored in criminal justice and psychology. Went into the human services field. Was servicing victims of domestic violence, victims of crime. Then I went into training physicians about domestic violence, doing a lot of preventative work. Then I went and got my master's in management because I wanted to, you know, in in corporate world, you wanted to, you know, climb the the ladder and and see if you can get into a higher position. And I was stuck. I was literally stuck for ten years. Wasn't elevating much, wasn't moving much. Um, the needle was barely moving, and I felt like, you know, what am I doing this for? And I owe about a hundred and plus thousand dollars in student loans. Yeah. And when I think about, 
you know, the two degrees that I have and the cumulative amount of debt that I owe that I made in one year doing real estate, that's when the light bulb went off to me. Like, what are you doing? And so, um, yeah, when I think about it, and I don't want to say that college is not for everyone or, you know, that college is not great Mm -hmm. and, and that it doesn't have its benefits, but you just have to be really mindful when you're going to school and thinking about what you're going to school for and is this degree going to yeah. elevate me, right? Is it going to eliminate my loans? Is it going to put me in a better position financially? Um, and so it's, it's a lesson learned. I don't regret fully getting my degrees because going up in a Haitian household, if you don't have a four-year degree, you don't exist to them. So I, I did it for my parents, I should say. However, um, you know, I know there are a lot of folks out there who are thinking about going to college and you know, there are other avenues. Yeah, so you, you dropped some gems there. Um, one, you said you did it for your parents. Mm-hmm. But it sounded like you did real estate for you. I did. Right, You did the degree for your parents, but you did real estate for you. Yeah. Um, and when I first met you, I remember you and I having a conversation, and um, and you said, um, it's like I said, I'll never lie to you. And you said a word, I, I would never lie to you. And then we was talking about money in our bank account. And you asked me, how much how much you got in your bank account? And I was like, nothing. And I was like, how much you got? And you, I think you was like at 50 or 60,000. I was like, wait, you got 50 or 60,000 dollars in your bank account? What? I was amazed. And then I think a couple of months went by and you was like, I thought you would never lie to me. I said, I never lied to you. He said, well, I asked you what you have in your bank account. And you never told me. I said, did zero right and um and that conversation that conversation there because i was speaking to uh one of my best friends james and he was like yeah this is what i got saved i said wait a minute people are saving at my age what is going on here now i made a lot of money i made good money but i wasn't saving so i said you know what uh do you remember this conversation i I was like yo give me about a month or two i'm about to match you right Mm -hmm. And I, I came through, matched you. It was like, oh, what's good? This is what I got now. Exactly. Um, but, but, and it was not like, I was not offended that you was you had more money than me. I was motivated. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of couples could learn from that. Yeah. Because that was a turn on. Like, yo, this woman don't, doesn't need me. Yo, she has her own money. She did, Like, she is doing her damn thing with me or without me. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that's huge. Um so I just I just want to um, praise you for that because Thank that you. that was that was big and and how you saved that money was is more amazing. Can you talk about how you saved that money? So I was living at home um, at the time, um, so I didn't I really didn't have any bills. So um, I was collecting my real estate, I was collecting my income taxes from filing taxes. I would save the money, um, and then when I left my first job working for the state, I cashed out my pension. I cashed out my pension, um, saved all my real estate tax money, and just in general, like a rule of thumb, my dad always taught us from a young age, if you have a dollar, save 10 cents. And I and I keep that with me till this day. So it was just always in me, in my nature to always save and not spend frivolously. And I lived at home, so I didn't really have many expenses where I would have to keep spending money. And I always had two jobs. Yeah. So can we, let's talk about mortgage before marriage. I know you and I, you know, again, you bagged me on match. You know, you waved, winked at me. You know what time it was. You know, you saw something you liked. 
you took it off the market. You know, so I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I look in the mirror and be like, I don't blame <laughs> you. Um, but you also made a decision to purchase a home before marriage. Why was that important? Um, well, my brother, he purchased a home when he was like 25. And, you know, that was like the first, aside from my parents purchasing a home, that was a, a, my first real experience seeing, wow, a young person, single, uh, purchasing real estate. And then I think when we met, um, we had several conversations about just, you know, leveraging our assets. And at the time when I met you, you already owned a two family. And I had at the time only completed the first time home buyers course with NACA and then really taking these steps further since then. And we just really had some serious conversations and, and just talked about, um, you know, all the benefits of owning a home before we got married. Mm -hmm. And so we took a leap of faith um, and started the search. And I think we actually, I closed on that home when we were engaged. Yeah. We were engaged. I think I closed on the home about six months before we got married. And so um, that was the best decision I think we've ever made, I've ever yeah. made, purchased the three family that we have till this day. Yeah. Um, and it was just great to be able to know that seeing examples in my family, seeing it with you when we met, and just knowing that it was achievable, it was something that was definitely attainable, and the market was different then yeah. as well. Um, and it was really, really important to make sure we had that before we got married, for sure. Yeah, so so tell me about that particular property. So you use the NACA product, mm -hmm. right? Um, you bought points down, Yep. right? And what percentage, what rate did you get after buying points down? 2.4. So you got 2.4, three family. What, what profit are you seeing now? Before or after the mortgage? Um, after the mortgage is paid. After the mortgage is about, let's see, um, I would say it's about $4,000 profit after the mortgage wow. is paid. Wow. 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 Hold that thought. I don't have to get the book because you said you would be honest. What was you making monthly at your job? At the time when I bought that home? Yes. Probably... Thirty-six hundred or thirty-two hundred dollars a month. Okay, and okay, how many hours did you spend at your job weekly? About forty hours a week. A week. Yep. Okay, got you. So, hmm. so that's one hundred and sixty mm -hmm. hours a month. Mm -hmm. Okay, how many hours did you spend at your home, the home you you purchased, meaning not sleeping or not living there, meaning like just with with the tenants, I would say, or working on the house. I would say about close to zero. <laughs> mm. So another light bulb goes off in your head like, hmm, this is, something is wrong here, right? I I like the fact that, um, you know, our tenants paid for our wedding, but they wasn't invited. They weren't invited. invited. They were not invited. Nope. I like that. I love saying that. I love saying that. That should be like a book. Saying on a T-shirt or somewhere, mm -hmm. you know, but that's just the power of real estate, right? Because if you think about it, you're, if you're making four thousand dollars a month, and you need and and you want to be married, why not get married and still make four thousand exactly. dollars a month, right? Instead of saying, "Nope, I'm not gonna buy a house. I'm gonna spend all this money on a, a wedding mm -hmm. and have nothing after." The honeymoon. Exactly. And so, oh, we, gotta, we have to save up again yep. to now go buy a home, right? So why not go go and buy a multifamily, have that multifamily pay for your wedding, 
pay for your honeymoon, yep. come back, and that multi-family is going to pay your savings account. Exactly. It just makes so much sense. No brainer. Yeah. So um, moving on. So some call you the Airbnb mother effing queen. <laughs> How did you get into Airbnb? Well, you want the short version or the long version? Um, well, it started with the investment property we obviously purchased for our son mm-hmm. um, in Everett, mm-hmm. Massachusetts, um, right next to the casino. Yeah. Great location, beautiful property. We renovated it. Um, and we were really intentional about how we um, created this space. And we just ran the numbers and we're like, okay, we could either rent these out for maybe $3,200 a month per unit um, and see a decent profit, or we can really just dive in and do Airbnb. And when we ran the numbers, we did the comps, it was just a no-brainer. Um, and then when starting the Airbnb, it just made so much sense. And just doing research and like, okay, what are Airbnbs doing to be successful? You know, they're creating niches, they're creating themes, you know, being different, standing out. Like, how can we maximize our profit and make a lot of money? And I think we just took that. I took that and I just ran with it. And it goes from the simplest things like handwriting notes to my guests when they come into the property, just welcoming them. I spent hours creating a house manual that tells them where they can go shopping, where they can eat, cool places to go, house rules, all the cool things in the household. And on top of that, I think everyone who vacations always wants to go somewhere that feels like home, but it's also as clean as a hotel, right? When you go in a hotel, the sheets are made. You feel like, you know, this place was prepared just for you. And I really wanted to make that feeling happen for people who are attending, the, who are guests at the Airbnb. So just really just taking that whole experiencing, that taking that whole experience and just making it times 10. Got you. So, but how, how does one get certified? Like, do you just open up shop and say, this is an Airbnb? No. So the rules are different based on the state, the city. And in Massachusetts, it goes by the town, right? Mm -hmm. So Everett's rules and regulations are different from Boston, Massachusetts. So you definitely have to register um, the short-term rental with the state, the Secretary of State office. They give you a registration number. Mm -hmm. um, And then you submit your tax forms online. They give you the registration. Once you give the registration number, you go into Airbnb and it asks you for that registration number. And the cool thing about that is that Airbnb knows the state laws per state and city. So if, if they know that you're doing in, in Boston, they're going to ask you for the certificate or the special registration number for Boston, Everett, so on and so forth. Mm. So once I put that information in, it was like, all right, great. You're registered. I submit the necessary tax forms. And then you're able to create the online account for the Airbnb. But Airbnb does know. Um, depending on the state that you're registering the Airbnb for, what the, what you what you need and what's required. So, if you, what's what's the name of the Airbnb? It's called the Cottage 1925. Okay, and you can find it on. You can find it on VRBO. Mm-hmm. You can find it on Airbnb currently. Mm-hmm. And Instagram. There are two, and Instagram is the Cottage 1925. VRBO is the Cottage 1925, and Airbnb is the Cottage 1925 as well. Okay, and. You could get five stars, right? That's the highest you could get. You can get five stars. But you've been getting six stars. Like, <laughs> what are you... Okay, so you handwriting notes. You leaving wine. I, I leave bottles of wine. Bottle of I wine. leave snacks. I snacks. leave toiletries, makeup removers, tampons, razors, scope, mouthwash, toothpaste. 
you name it. Um, I leave it in the unit. And um, I think it's all the little things like we have high chairs, we have cribs. Um, we just think about everything that we would need or I would need when I go on vacation, I put into that Airbnb to make me feel special. And I think a lot of the things that um, make us or make this Airbnb so successful is because everyone who goes there feels like it was prepared just for them. I write the cards by name. I say, hey, Maggie, thank you so much for booking the Cottage 1925 for your weekend getaway with your family. I left the bottle of wine for you. Um, I left complimentary snacks. I also left a guide of three things you can do to celebrate your husband's birthday or whatever the case may be. And so I customize every single visit per, for the t- for the guests so that they can f- have an individualized experience. Wow. I, look, watch this. Watch what Hawk Vigil do. do. Look at this! Look at this gem. You see it in my hand? I see it. Watch this. <laughs> Boom! Look at it. That's a gem drop. Like you dropped a big gem on us. It was a lot. Um, cause I, cause even when we go to hotels and five stars hotels, we don't get that type of service. So for you to go out of your way, write cards, leave wine, high chair, cribs. Um, the the decor um, is just magnificent. Yeah, magnificent. And that and so, how long is 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 your Airbnb booked out? Or we the first year we booked out from January to the November of that same year. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I think people should do who are starting Airbnbs just to kind of test it out: have people you know. Friends or family stay at the Airbnb, have them book through Airbnb and start writing reviews because it's really important for people to see what other people are saying about your space. Mm. And so if you don't have any reviews yet, they'll try to negotiate with you and say, hey, I know you're a new Airbnb. You don't have any guests yet. You don't have any reviews. Do you mind dropping the price? So if you have reviews already, people are going to be like, oh, okay, great. People have stayed there. So that's just a good thing to start doing when you're, you know, getting new into Airbnb. Another gem drop. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I don't think... If you, you start in an Airbnb, you don't think about that. And you also... Something you did that was extremely smart, too, is you post... You 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 put the Airbnb up, but then you blocked out, like, the first month so people could start booking after that month and your friends could be booking. Like, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. Um, so I'm, I'm happy... I'm happy because um, if anyone wants to start an Airbnb, they literally could just watch this clip. They can. And another thing I think that's really, really important um, to keep in mind when you're starting an Airbnb is to keep your res- your response rate really high. Um, there is what's called um, a super host for Airbnb or a premier host for v- um, VRBO. And you want to achieve that status within the first month or the first quarter of having Airbnb because that automatically bumps your listing up so that it gets more views. And so one thing that I do, and, this, and I really wanted to stress this, like having an Airbnb takes a lot of time and diligence. Responding to guests, if they, yeah. they ask a million and one questions, and I know it can get redundant, but you have to keep your response rate up. Yeah. That's one thing that really determines if you're going to become a super host. And it can, once you become a super host, it bumps your, your listing up. And I'm proud to say that I've maintained super whole status for the entire time that I've had the Airbnb. All right, so you have you have two units. Two units. 
Can you describe the two units and how much each unit per night is? Yep. So the first unit is a three-bedroom, one-bath unit, and we're renting that about $350 per night. Mm -hmm. The second unit is five bedrooms, three baths, and we're renting that for about $550 per night. Got it. Got it. And wow. And tell us about the five unit because you're leaving some stuff out. You got the... The game room, yes. the Monopoly room. Yes. I see that all over IG. So one thing to really, really keep in mind when you're creating an Airbnb is to make sure you have a staple room, yeah. a room where guests can take photos. Another thing that I included um, in our both of our Airbnbs is I'll include a treasure hunt in the house manual. And I'll tell them, like, hey, if you take pictures, and I'll hide coins throughout the house, and I say, hey, if you find all five of these coins and you post it on our Instagram page and you tag us, we will give you, we'll put you in the running to receive a prize, whether it's a free night stay or a gift card. And it essentially just made the unit go viral. So having a staple room, uh, both of our units has a sign that says the cottage 1925. One of them was hand painted. The other one was wainscoted. And we have a phenomenal game room that just has inspirational quotes. It has an arcade. Mm. Um, it was just really intentional. We were really, really intentional about how we designed the room because we knew it would draw people in to want to take photos there. And all of the guests participated, and they have a blast. And if you go on our Instagram, you'll see a lot of our guests posting selfies, yeah. saying, hey, we found all the coins. So all of these things are really, really important to keep in mind when you're creating an Airbnb. Make it stand out. Make it something special. Give people something to talk about. And you also have the equipment for, like, selfies. And yep. they could turn it into their media room. Yep, we have a ring light. One yep. On the five-bedroom unit as well, we have what's called the flower sunroom. Yep. It's a beautiful room where you can do photo shoots. You can sleep there if you want. It's just it's just one of those spaces that just creates warmth, and it just yep. makes you want to take pictures there all day. So um, we were very intentional about literally using every ounce of that house to create something special, making sure the place smelled really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? As soon as you walked in, it was like, wow, this place smells, smells amazing. We have customized umbrellas right in the doorway that says the cottage 1925. So we have coat hooks. Wait, we have, so when you're outside, they still advertising? You can still, yep, it's still advertising, wow. and it says the cottage 1925. Wow. Yeah. And, and so... Um, I know Susan Williams, uh, the home care specialist. I know a couple of thumbprint um, agents did photo shoots at the cottage. It came out wonderful. And um, I just I, it's a beautiful space. Um, and before we go to break, can you speak about um, the car rentals? Yes. So in addition to having an Airbnb, we had two vehicles on Turo. And what we did was we made the rental vehicles available to our Airbnb guests. Mm -hmm. So they're actually able to book the rental car that's actually parked on site while they're staying there. So it just makes it more convenient for them. In addition to that, we had customized packages that we'd offer to our guests. Mm -hmm. That includes a private chef. Mm -hmm. um, that includes a masseuse. So if our guests are saying, hey, you know, we're celebrating something special I'll ask a little bit more questions, and I'll say, hey, how can I tailor this weekend to make it more special for you? We have a private chef on site that can come to you and prepare a unique meal. We can have a masseuse come to the property and give you a massage. I can create a whole agenda for you of things to do, and we can also arrange for a private chauffeur. Wow. All right. Well, Joanna, you dropping gems. I'm talking about nuggets. Um I think you dropped a little too much, but we good. We good. This is the Gem Job Show, and you had your hand on the book. So I I, I don't expect nothing less. Um, so we're gonna go to a quick break, real uh, we're gonna go to a quick break. 
And when we come back, Joanna is going to continue to drop gems. I hope you're ready. This is the number one show in the world will be the same. Gem Drop Podcast. We don't gossip. We boss up. See you soon. Hey, it's Joanna Edwards here with Thumbprint Realty, your one-stop shop for everything real estate, whether you're buying or selling. I also specialize in working with developers to keep their shirts on when it comes to condomizing their units. I have an amazing team that can VA and FHA certify these units to get them sold fast. So contact me today at 857-919-1330. Welcome back to the Gem Drop Podcast. I'm your host, Alex E. Edwards. We don't gossip, we boss up. And we're here with Joanna N. Edwards. She just gave you major gems about starting your own Airbnb and beating your competition. I never heard someone break down Airbnb like Joanna uh, just did. Amazing. She dropped gems after gems after gems. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm look. I'm still blown away uh, because you went above and beyond. Um, you're everyone that's staying there is like, I didn't expect this, right? Especially the the people that have their own Airbnbs and they come and stay at your Airbnbs yeah. and oh, I'm stealing this, 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 I'm stealing this. Um, what the world want to know, right? This is what they want to know. <laughs> when are you writing a book? Are you starting a course? Are you helping other people start their own Airbnb? Because, again, you're on to something. Um, I love the idea of writing a course. Um, I, I honestly felt like I had to have some skin in the game mm-hmm. to be able to, to be in that position. And I feel like, you know, being successful so far and just getting the, the amazing feedback that I've been getting, I'm more than happy to be able to put a pen to paper and to, you know, um, educate folks about how to be, how to run a successful Airbnb. Yeah. There's so much that I can't even like, I didn't even touch today in terms of like, you know, running Airbnb. I didn't even get into my cleaners. I didn't even get into like, wait, 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 hold on. (laughs) Like, look, this is not our first date. Stay a while. (laughs) Let's get married. Look, you got time. Let's break it all down because the, 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 so the purpose of the show Someone to actually watch this and say, I know what to do. Right, right. Not right. say, I still don't know. Right, I still right, don't right. know what to do. Yeah. They really didn't ask deep questions. Yes, talk about your cleaners. How did you hire your cleaners? How did you find your cleaners? How you know your cleaners are doing a good job? What's the pay? Like, how do you pay your cleaners? Like, tell us everything. Yeah. And so when we when I first started Airbnb, I really wanted to make sure the cleaners were very thorough. And then imagine, like, we're still like in the brink of COVID, right? So you have COVID regulations, sanitation rules. You want to make sure that things are being done properly. So um, we interviewed a couple of cleaners, and these particular cleaners, not only do they have a history of working for Airbnbs, but they also were coming from the hotel industry. So they were very efficient. They knew how to meet quick deadlines, and they know how to get in and get out. So um, one of the things that was really, really important is being able to do laundry on wait, site. Wait a minute. So you stole you stole, you stole the, the, the cleaners from the hotel? I didn't steal them. They just happened to have hotel knowledge. You just stood in a in a parking lot. It's like, oh shoot! I like how she made my bed at, at the Marriott. But listen, I had I had an agenda in mind, and I knew what I, my vision was, and so I didn't want it to look like it was the bed at my house. I wanted it to feel like a hotel. Like so I wanted the toilet paper to look pretty. I wanted the sheets to be seamless. I wanted it to feel clean, and so in order to do that. 
if you want to mirror something, you have to actually take the product from what you want to bring it and make it your own. That's exactly what I did. Wow. Wow. That's another gem. So let me just get this straight. So you found cleaners that already worked in a luxury hotel and brought that system into your Airbnb? Correct. And so um, I was really big on sanitation, you know, and and I don't know if this is a gem or not. However, you know, just getting their feedback on their experience, you know, is how they change their sheets, you know, how they do laundry. And it was really important to me that sheets, pillowcases, everything was changed in between guests. We're not recycling comforters, we're not recycling any of that. So I would buy three to four sets for every single room to make sure that they're able to turn over and to clean every single unit. Um, we have washer and dryers in the unit to save on laundry costs. Um, so they're able to, you know, to wash the laundry, change the sheets, and then take the dirty clothes and come back and make sure that, you know, everything is, 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 is all set. So if there are any accidents, we don't have to worry about, you know, them having to reuse sheets or they're being pressed on time because we have multiple sets. All right. So let me just understand this. So you buy multiple sets so if the cleaners is running late, if you have a uh, quick turnover, you're not sitting there washing the sheets, the comforters, you're not doing nothing that you already have another yeah, set. You're not they take for the it. dirty comforters with them, take it to the laundromat, clean it, um, and then just kind of just rotate. Yep. So you always ready um, to serve your guests. Absolutely. Um, it's really important. And if they could do the laundry on site, that's even better. Um, I, I try to leave about a four-hour gap mm -hmm. between the next check-in to allow them to, to change the sheets and to wash inside the unit so it could save us on laundry costs as well. What I like is um, the future for the basement, mm -hmm. kind of just putting the laundry in the basement so and turning it into like the, the cleaner's area yep. so they could have all everything they need in the basement. Exactly. The, and they could just you could because you're gonna save a lot of money doing the laundry at home. Yep. Um. So another big thing you did, I, I think you forgot, you have solar. Mm -hmm. So you have solar on this particular home. So you're not really paying. You're not paying for electric at all. Not paying for electric. You have um. Obviously, I'm your husband, so I know this. You have five thousand dollars of credit of of electric credit. Electric credit. Meaning yeah. you're not paying nothing right. for electric at all. Right. And we know how it could be when people come to your home and they're not worried about shutting off lights yeah. or anything like that. So yeah, that's 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 a big thing to have. And so at the beginning of this conversation, um you also spoke about um buying this particular home for your for your son. Can you kind of explain why it was important for you to purchase homes um, for your children? Generational wealth. It's really important for our children to see very young what it looks like to be a homeowner, what it looks like to have assets. And I think it was really, really instrumental for him to be there. He was at the closing. He understood what was happening. And when he gets older, he can decide what he wants to do with that property, whether he decides to go to college he has a property that can pay for college. Whether he decides to go on a different career path or if he decides he wants to buy more property, he'll be able to leverage the income from this particular home to buy more property and to give him a leg up to being a really successful adult. And I know that um, News Weekly, Dorchester Reporter, um, already wrote articles. I believe News Weekly article was... Um, the, the youngest landlord in the world or something like that. Yep. Carter J. Edwards. Two-year-old two year old landlord, yep. 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 Um, I love that because it's the same thing we was talking about um, 
the tenants paying for your wedding, now the tenants will be paying for his college. His college the tenants will be paying for him his screw ups, yep. um, his failures, his his um, successes. his successes because he has room to figure out who he wants to be in life. Mm-hmm. Right, he's not going to be stuck at a job or because his boss is waving the security tag like, oh, I, if you leave me, you won't be nothing. Right, right. So I I love that for for Carter and Callie. Um, so before you go, we have to talk about some real. We have to talk about real estate. <laughs> Because you're one of the top agents um, in Massachusetts, and your clients love you. Um, your your um, your Google is crazy. Um, your videos are crazy. Um, so, why are you a why are you a phenomenal uh, real estate agent? Um, I would say I'm a phenomenal real estate agent because I make every client feel like they're the only client I'm working with. Mm. And if you read my reviews, I'm, I'm very thorough. I'm very straightforward. I'm not in the business of wasting time. I'm a very informative, and I have an education component um, to the work that I do. So I'm, I'm also educating my clients while we're in the process so that, that they can come out of this process not only being homeowners but also being educated and informed homeowners. And they're feeling that they had someone who had their back throughout the whole transaction. And I think my, in my experience being a homeowner, being an investment, and also just having a market knowledge is really, really instrumental into my clients giving me reviews. And I can honestly and confidently say today that 100% of my business is referral-based. Got you. And so um, if, a, so if a client wants to reach out to you, are you saying like did they have to have a pre-approval already or they reach out to you, you help them get a pre-approval? What, like how, how does one work with you? Both and. Um, I've had the clients come with me just – talking about purchasing a home and haven't started the process at all. So I, I'll have something as easy as a conversation and I'll say, hey, have you started thinking about getting a pre-approval? And I'll ask them what their financial situation is. And if they are in the best position to purchase a home, I'll introduce them to a team of loan officers that I work with mm. that I know um, can put them in the best position to buy a home. Another thing that I also do that I think is really instrumental with all my clients, I meet them where they're at, right? So if someone is like, hey, you know, I have a lot of funds. I want to buy down points, and I want to stay in Boston, and you know, I want to take my time. I'll say, hey, I have a loan product that I know will be perfect for you. Mm. If they're saying, hey, you know, I have a high income, I want to close fast, I want to put down one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I know who to, you know, okay. send them to. So it's really just about learning about my clients and meeting them where they're at to put them in the best position to buy a home. So you recently been advertising and kind of pushing and and working with developers. Um. Why should developers pick you? I think that developers should work with me because I basically help them keep their shirt on, right? I literally can, I have an amazing team that I I work with that can condomize their units. Not only that, they can certify them through FHA and VA to get those homes sold quickly. And oftentimes we know one of the barriers of selling condos is the fact that it limits your buyer's pool because it's not FHA certified or VA certified. And we know about a majority of our buyers out there are using FHA loan products. So it would be a developer's dream to be able to know that they have a broader buyer's pool to get those condos sold fast. And they need to call you. And they need to call me. And so how much does it cost for you to certify them, well, get their condo certified for FHA and VA? $3.99. They just got to work with you. They just have to call me. and We'll take care of the rest. And I think that's what makes um, that's what makes it uh, more appealing for developers because they don't have to do anything. Got you, and that's a product thumbprint. 
Thumbprint Realty, yes, we have um, a, a group of amazing individuals who we work with mm-hmm. that make their lives and our lives easier um, and takes care of the whole process for them. Wow. So you just, you, so you guys have a condo department team, a I would say. Department, yeah. Wow. Wow. And the homes will sell faster. Homes will sell faster because you are attracting a wider, broader, a broader buyer pool. And, um, you know, therefore, you're not just targeting, you know, the folks who are conventionally pre-approved. You're able to pretty much sell to everyone. All right. So we're going to get into respecting your breath, right? And we're going to ask you how you respect your breath. What is your purpose? Are you living your purpose? All right. Um, Before we start, we have to shout out our sponsors. So (laughs) Respect Your Breath is brought to you by Thumbprint Realty. Real estate done right. If you're looking to buy, if you're looking to sell, if you're looking to rent, please contact Thumbprint Realty at 617-287-9000. Again, Thumbprint Realty at 617-287-9000. And also, you can follow Thumbprint Realty USA on Instagram um, and Thumbprint Realty on Facebook. Now, the moment that we've been waiting for. Joanna and Edwards, how are you respecting your breath? Um, I'm respecting my breath every day um, through my children, through my husband. Um, I feel like every day that I can look into their eyes and see that they're thriving, they're doing amazing things, it tells me that I'm doing something right. And, um, you know, I'm continuing every single day not to take anything for granted. I cherish every single moment that I have. And I don't leave anything on the table. Um, and I think that's how I'm respecting my breath. I treat every moment like it's my last. Hey, let's go, let's go, let's. You woke up today? I woke up today. Did you wake up today? I sure did. You sure? Sure did. Let's go, let's get it. That's what I'm talking about. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, how can people reach you? They can reach me on my social media mm-hmm. page, Joanna and Edwards on Instagram, mm-hmm. Joanna and Edwards on Facebook, on mm-hmm. LinkedIn, um, wealth underscore tips, Joe on TikTok. That's how I can be reached. Okay, great. Um, you've been amazing. I think you dropped a whole <laughs> bunch of gems. Honestly, we want that Airbnb course. <laughs> you promised the, I'll work the, on the, it. the viewers. Um, Julie's about to start an Airbnb. <laughs> she work, She lives close to the Cape, so you know she's about to jump off. Got Game you, over. Julie. Her spot's I got you, gone. I got you, Julie. You I know, got you. Um, my man, my man is is about to start a. Um, my man do candles. You know what I'm saying? So he need his candles in your Airbnb. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So we got we got we got a. Uh, you you gotta drop that course. Gotta drop the course. Gotta drop the course. I'll drop the course. I'll All right. The course. Um. Man, today, you heard it here. I mean, Joanna and Edwards just set the mic on fire. Um, she started out at 9 to 5, stayed there for 10 years, uh, went back to school, went back to school, and then kind of like, wait a minute, what's going on? Uh, she jumped into real estate and said, hmm, I'm spending 40 hours a week here, and I'm making 36 or $3,200 a month when I just bought a home and I'm not, I'm spending, I'm spending zero hours here and I'm making 4,000 a month. She decided to fire her boss. She said, you know what? 
I want my time. I deserve my time. And I'm going to do what I want with my time be because I believe I could make more money in an hour for myself than working at, 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 at her, uh, sitting at her desk at work. Um, and then she decided to open an Airbnb. And you heard all the gems. I mean, whoa, that was definitely personalized. I can't believe it. I feel special. I want to stay there. Believe it or not, I never stayed there. I never experienced all, everything that she was um, speaking about. But one thing for sure, I know if she dropped that course, it's game over. I know one thing for sure. If she dropped a book, Airbnb by Joe, Joe's Airbnb, the college, the cottage 1925 book course is going ham. I am lucky to call her my friend. I am lucky to call her my partner, but I'm grateful to call her my wife. Joanna Edwards is a phenomenal real estate agent. As you heard her, she used the NACA program, purchased her first home. She lived in that home. She bought, she, she, she lives in the home. She bought down her points. And she's at a 2.4 right now in a three-family in Boston, Massachusetts. Is she set herself up for wealth? I think she is. So I am grateful to have her on her on the show. Um, I'm grateful for you to uh, for you. Um, I'm grateful for you to watch this show. But you have to subscribe. You have to share. Um, and there's one more thing I always forget. I'm I'm still new. Subscribe, share. What was on? Subscribe, share, and like. Oh. Subscribe, share, and like. Um, Gem Drop Podcast. We don't gossip. We boss up. I would love to keep speaking with you. But I got shit to do. See ya. God told me to meet him at a runway ever since I've been taking off.